Welcome to the latest episode of the UNIT podcast, hosted by me, journalist and proud UNIT member Pitt McCormack. UNIT is a strength conditioning studio or circuits gym with two branches in London running classes all week. They're staffed by a group of lovable trainers who I've been interviewing on a variety of different topics. This week, I'm joined by Georgia Robson from the London Bridge branch, who never fails to get me working harder than I think I can, and the spin instructor, fitness influencer, and one third of the online empowerment brand Girl Gains, Tally Rye, to talk about exercise and how it can help you feel like you're in control of your life. Find out more about UNIT at unit.com. That's UN1T.com. Um, so, uh, I like to do a little warm-up round, like we do every class at units, get you going, get you conversationally limber, ready for the, the workout ahead of the podcast. So, to start off with, what do you do and why? Hi, I'm Tally Rye. Um, I'm a personal trainer, a uh, co-founder of the Movement Girl Games. Um, we make podcasts. I suppose I'm kind of a blogger as well. Mm-hmm. I make YouTube videos. I do lots of things random things (laughs) and why do you do it and why do I do it because I love it and because if I didn't do it I think I would combust Um, (laughs) I have a massive passion for health and fitness and I particularly have a massive passion for kind of changing the way we approach fitness um, as a society so that drives me on every day to get up at the crack of dawn train clients go to meetings create content Um, yeah I couldn't do anything else. Um, I am an actor, trained actor, but um, I guess more importantly for this, I am um, a PT at UNIT, at London Bridge. And I do it because um, inherently I'm a, I'm a motivator and a supporter. Um, that comes quite naturally to me. And I was spending so much time in the gym myself um, that I felt like I could combine um, some parts of my life and put the two together and that's how I ended up becoming a PT and um, I love it and I've never looked back. When was the last time you sweated really hard? Um, this morning I did a run club for um, Unit London Bridge Studio 5k um, and it was pretty fast paced and then I got back to the studio and was encouraged to join in our zone class um, which is high intensity cardio uh, interval training and had eaten nothing and it was a terrible idea and I was sweating. In fact, I left, I fell against the mirror at one point when we were pushing the sled and left a sweaty imprint of like my shoulders and my butt. (laughs) So it was awful, yeah. Similarly, I also got a massive sweat on this morning. I teach a spin class three times a week. So uh, yeah, I always seem to be the sweatiest person. I high five every single person who leaves my class and they're about 45 people there this morning. And I was by far the reddest, sweatiest <laughs> one there. Um, it's quite embarrassing, really. <laughs> what was the last thing you ate? Um, a Linwood snackette. We've got them in front of us. And a yeah. brownie. You should say other snackettes are available. Oh, <laughs> I also had a, a snackette. And before that, oh, some, some dates. I absolutely love dried fruit and nuts. Yeah. What's your biggest fitness goal? Oh, my biggest fitness goal. So I don't really work to fitness goals per se, like nothing specific. But what I really like to work on is just improving. So right now, my biggest fitness goal is to get 
back into regular weight training. Like I said, I teach loads of spin classes, so cardio has very much been my life the past two months, which I kind of needed. I needed a break from weight training. It, it, it was um, becoming a chore, and I'm newly motivated. I'm going to get back in unit for some weight classes because they're actually my favourite full body workouts. And yeah, so that's my goal, I suppose, is to get back into weight training regularly. Um, my fitness goal at the moment is to be able to complete the Brighton Marathon that I'm doing in April and it'll be yeah. my first marathon. So that is my fitness goal, just to be able to run for four hours. Hopefully it'll be four hours, not longer. <laughs> <laughs> I think however long you take to do it will be good. Yeah. I think it's fine just to get across that finish line. Yeah. Have you done a marathon telly? Absolutely not. I've never <laughs> run further than 10k and I really don't intend to. When do you feel happiest? I would say, yeah, with friends and family or just after a really good workout well if you ask me like what's my happiest thing so my, yeah as I literally about to say my kind of weekend ritual is doing a unit class with my friends and then when we all go for brunch afterwards and we have a massive catch-up and to me that is my ideal weekend yeah yeah similar very good right well I feel like you've passed uh, with flying colors through the warm-up you're ready for the main Yay! episode <laughs> brilliant um so I wanted to talk today about um empowerment through sports, particularly focused on female empowerment. Um, I know, Tally, that's a cause close to your heart particularly. Mm. Um, I feel like empowerment has been a buzz phrase for the last year or so, and we're all meant to feel empowered all the time. That's really what we're all striving for. But what do you think empowerment actually means? That's a really interesting question. I think you're so right that we, I think that you're right, the buzzword is empowerment, is strength, is that kind of stuff. I've even have a phone case that says empowered women, empower women on it. Um, and I just think empowerment is having a really strong sense of yourself and going with your your gut and going with your decision um, and not being swayed by things around you. So I really think it's just trusting your instincts and doing what's best for you. Mm, yeah, I would agree. Feeling like you're not reliant on someone else mm. or another person's ideology or set of rules and beliefs or whatever it is feeling like the decisions you make and the actions that you take are the right ones for where you are and what you're doing in your life mm. um and I think we are led a lot you know like the social media society follow certain people and certain trends and it can be so easy to get caught up in it and I think actually it's about being um true to what you enjoy and yeah. you love and what you think is going to be best for you and it's hard to do a lot of the time but I think that's when you feel the strongest I think I think you're right social media amplifies that because I think five years ago ten years ago it was a lot easier to kind of do your own thing and now with work with fitness with food with everything you just see what everyone else is doing and you kind of second guess yourself yeah yeah a lot more and I think that's where a lot of um anxiety comes from for people um and that comparison comes yeah. from. I think that um, fitness is a way to achieve empowerment and that's certainly yeah. been something that you've been both very involved with. Why do you think fitness helps people in that way? I think it just gives people um, like a physical confidence, first of all. Even if you're not seeing like huge transformations, um, like your body naturally produces endorphins anyway, so mm. you're going to have some sort of reaction. Mm. Um, Although I do have a friend, Harriet, who swears she's like lost that part of her, like, I don't know, reaction system. She, you know, when people hate to work out and then yeah. they do it and they're like, actually, I feel great. Harriet doesn't get that. Oh, she no. Still, she still, still, still hate it. But saying that, she did the half, a half marathon in 
last summer with me said she swore she would never do it again she's already thinking about signing up for another oh, so okay. maybe there's some well maybe she's just not found the exercise that does it for her and that's what I always tell people don't just do what you think you should, should do. do find something that you love if the gym isn't working for you then go to a dance class mm. or go swimming or mm. buy a hula hoop and you yeah. know whatever it is that makes you feel good I was having a conversation with someone recently where they said it's really interesting how riding a bike became spin and actually if you take it back to just being a child riding a bike was playing around when you were a kid wasn't it and now it's spin and you know running around the playground is now you know going for a 5k mm. and in some ways sometimes we should just take it back to that like childlike feeling mm, playing yeah um but yeah no em- empowerment for me I think you're right fitness has personally been a huge part of my empowerment of myself like without training um well what it's given me it's given me confidence um in my body and my physical abilities but just really in who I am um I think you're right that that confidence in your physical strength and you know what you can achieve um really translates into other parts of your life so it makes me kind of think well if I can do it in the gym I can do it in that conversation Mm. that meeting I can I can go for this thing at work um, if I work hard enough, I can kind of do whatever I want. And I think that mentality applies to, to work, to relationships, to everything. Um, it's really, yeah, it's made me discover who I am and given me my confidence to go for whatever I want. It's funny, isn't it? Because I feel like I'm so high on endorphins that I can take on the world yeah. as well. And then I also feel like, well, I've achieved that in the morning so then I can carry on and do something. Absolutely. It has, like, your physical health and your mental health are so closely linked. Absolutely. And... Like, that's why it's just been so important for me. Um, and like I say, I feel like once you've achieved something, you know, a unit class is a hard thing to do. Like, seven o'clock in the morning, if you've done that, what else could you do with your day to match that feeling? Mm. Tally, you mentioned earlier about social media and mm. you also referenced Girl Games in the yes. warm-up. So tell us a bit about what Girl Games is, how it came about, and how social media can be used for good. Yeah. Well, Girl Games is a movement that I um, co-founded along with um, Zana Van Dyke, who's also a unit trainer, and Victoria Spence, um, who's also a personal trainer. We followed each other online on Instagram uh, about four years ago now, um, and then we met um, about three and a half years ago in real life at a fitness event. And we just really, really bonded, and we spent a whole summer hanging out. Um, it was just really cool at the time. We were all kind of at this like pivotal point in our lives. I was just coming to the end of my drama school training. Um, Zana just finished at university, and Vicky was recovering from an eating disorder, and she'd been at dance school. And uh, we kind of met each other at this point where we were, we were like, well, we could either do what we've been training for this past four or five years, <laughs> or we could become personal trainers because that's actually what we're passionate about and that's actually what we're going to do. So that's what we did. And what we loved about meeting each other and having this special friendship um, where we felt like people truly got who we were, we wanted other girls to have the same thing. So just having that, finding a friend who is your number one cheerleader. And Zana and Vicky are certainly that for me, and I really hope I'm that for them. Like, I would never have had the confidence to turn to my mum and say, yeah, I'm not going to do um, acting anymore. I'm going to go and be a personal trainer, um, had it not been for those two. So we wanted girls to have the same experience. We started a hashtag online thinking we'd met online, so naturally, 21st century and all that. Let's start the hashtag Girl Games. And um, in six months, we had 50,000 tags, so we couldn't believe it. And uh, thought, right, well, we better make something of this. We better make this a thing because people have started to kind of identify it with things that not what we intended it to be. We really wanted it to be more about the 
physical gain. So girl gain sounds like it's all about muscle gains and that kind of old school bodybuilding style of thinking. Um, it's not. It, the gain, the word gain is all about, um, we say gaining happiness, gaining health, gaining strength. And we firmly believe that health and fitness can be that for people. So we, we created the accounts and started bringing this online community together in real life. So uh, yeah, I, goodness knows how many hashtags we've got now. I mean, it was upwards of like 800,000 or something. Wow. That's like that. And why do you think it's resonated so well with people? What was the gap that was there before? Coming, where was it coming well, I from? I think it's women coming together, isn't it? Mm-hmm. I think people on social media, it can be a bit of a bitchy place. It can be a place where you feel bad about yourself because there's all these beautiful people doing beautiful things and you feel like you don't fit in or... I also feel like bef- before that, there wasn't a way of communicating. Yeah. So those people were probably out there needing yeah. something like that. But well, I don't know about you, but on my fitness journey, it was really isolating. Mm. I was the only one prepping my food. I was the only one going to the gym. And I, I felt I naturally ended up isolating myself. And it was so great to finally find people who understood my interests um, and therefore who, yeah, supported that journey. Mm. And so that's all we want to do for other girls is just to help them find the people that are going to support them on their journey. And I think one of my favourite phrases is your vibe attracts your tribe. And I really think when you've got good people around you, you that's another big factor in it's true, feeling yeah. empowered and doing what you want to do. Yeah. And I think it's totally the same agree. with unit, like having the trainers around you, the people that go to unit classes, it's such a community that when you go there, you're like, yeah, I can take on the world like every other person in this class. It's amazing. Um, and that's how we feel about girl games. And Georgia, like Tally, you gave up, well, not gave up, but you sort of transitioned from a career in acting. Yeah, so many people do. Yeah, it's, well, it's still, it, it's still like a career path that sure. I'm on at the same time. Um, but I've certainly in the last year um, switched my focus um, to sort of creating this career within the personal training industry. Um, it gave me enormous um, like pleasure and um, purpose when I started training and got myself into a sort of re- regime. I was always very active when I was younger and then sort of university gap year happened and that fell by the wayside, but I loved it. And so when I got back into it, I realized that passion was there. And people always said to me, you, you would be a good personal trainer because I, oh, I love the, like, the encourage, mm-hmm. encouraging side of it. And seeing other people succeed doing it makes me really happy and I love it. And I love to be around it and be doing that at the same time. And like- Do you do musical theatre or acting? No, just straight acting, oh, yeah. Okay, because I don't know about you, but for me, I, I, I wasn't fit until I went to drama school and did musical theatre. In fact, I had no interest in sport or anything as a kid. Um, because it's so physically demanding. But yeah. acting's still pretty physically demanding. Yeah, too. and we had like yoga every morning, we yeah. had dance classes, movement classes. Yeah. Um, you have to be so connected to your body. Yes. Um, and that was when I actually kicked up like going to the gym and I was always running, but I'd never really gone to the gym and lifted weights. Mm. And, and actually when I was in the gym on my own, like whenever that was about five years ago, I was nervous and, the, and I used to YouTube before I went in to you know, what weights should I be doing, what exercises, and um, it was a bit daunting, and I never went over to where the guys were on the the racks and the benches. We call it in girl games world, we call it the hashtag testosterone, it's a bit of a joke, (laughs) (laughs) testosterone. And it's that, I think, especially, for example, our new strength classes at unit, we're using squat racks, we're using Mm. um, big heavy dumbbells, all of that sort of stuff, and that hopefully will give 
females. It's more accessible, isn't and it? And it should be. It mm. shouldn't be. It's uh, like, you know, after all this time, it shouldn't still be a sort of like male-heavy environment. Because yeah. how many incredible, strong women are out there, um, incre- you know, athletes, whatever it is, yeah. we should be equal in that space as well. But for some reason, it still doesn't feel like that. I have to say, though, little victory. I was at the gym the other day, and I looked over at all the treadmills and all the cardio machines full of men full of yeah. men and all the girls are in the weights with that's me great. and that's I was so like good. yes it's happening it's <laughs> taking over I love it do you think um, fitness has changed your female friendships as well the way you socialise with women or the way that yeah, you yeah it has a lot of my friends are are um, pretty healthy and fit anyway and have that interest that is a certain common interest obviously with Zana and Vicky that goes without saying because we're mm. they're two of my best friends and interestingly enough a lot of my friends that are close to me who aren't necessarily like as um you know as into fitness as i am are still um quite conscious about just moving and being healthy and being yeah. a bit healthier and um they're they're pretty normal but my like my, my really best friend from drama school she sees a pt once a week she's not like me who's like going to the classes and doing that kind of stuff but she's still doing stuff um and she really supports what i do yeah. and i think i maybe i've rubbed off on her a little bit as well um but I love her because she balances me out, which is nice. I find that people, are, like my friends, will ask me for advice. Mm. Um, and when I talk about how good I felt after doing something fitness related or how, you know, this this last year sort of changing my career mm. perspectives a little bit, has how good it's made me feel, I think that gives um, some of my friends like real sort of like pleasure and seeing how happy it's made me but also it makes them want to engage in it more and um you know like I'm gonna start doing a a boot camp with a couple of girls who've asked me like friends who live in London who just really want to get involved and feel like they're they're exercising they're moving and I think it does just come from feeling that accomplishment afterwards Mm -hmm. um being able to go out and do whatever else it is in your day after that I see there's a real sort of sense of camaraderie between women as well, like mm. maybe more so than between men, actually. Like men kind of spare each other on almost in a jokey there's way. A like I've never seen bravado or what, slightly. Well, trying to sort of like, it's that impressive sort of like, yeah. oh, he lifted that, yeah. I'm going to lift this. And we are good at unit and we do help each other out. But I know that I'm slightly lifting a little bit more than I would do to kind of impress my other, yeah. like the other guys. My so. boyfriend goes and he's the same. Yeah. He doesn't want to be out. He doesn't want to out, be out-trained by yeah. Exactly. Whereas I see the way the women train together, it's much more collegiate and collaborative. Yeah, yeah definitely. And I, I, I think that's so important. Um, I do think um, it's becoming a little bit more equal, especially in the studios that we work in. But I am, you know, I get encouraged j- just as much by some of the male members and male trainers as I do by the females. When you've got a, when you've got a girl in front of you, your friend or a client or whatever, and they've just stepped up for a chest press from 15 kilograms to 17 and a half. And, you know, they're doing right on their own. It's like so empowering. And you just think, God, that's so amazing. And mm. it's so great to share that with them, how impressed you are. And it's inspiring and, for you as well. Yeah, and, and it works both ways. And that just feeds, that's a constant feedback loop. And it just makes you, those endorphins increase for, for everyone who's involved. And I think um, women are particularly good at that. I get, do you think there's something in the fact that it's quite tough in 2018 to be a human being sometimes like it's quite tough for me to be a gay man it's very tough to be a woman in certain so many situations yet these are kind of things that we can achieve and we can encourage 
for I think there's something in that as well like I said before I think social media is presenting a lot more pressures on us as people than we ever had before and I don't know about you but my I've had a lot more awareness to mental health over the last mm. 12 months um, because a lot of people around me have been suffering and I think for various reasons and I really do believe social media has a massive part to play because before we like I said we kind of got on with our own little lives yeah. but now we know what everyone else is doing all the time and the pressure to succeed the pressure to um, to train that can be a bit that can be a bit daunting sometimes and all you're seeing is I just did my workout I just did my workout um, and I think that gets to people a lot I think the pressure to look a certain way makes us kind of feel like oh we're not keeping up when actually we're all doing fine yeah. we just need to take all the pinch of salt I'll get messages from people saying oh my god you've you've been in the gym since five and you've already done this yeah and I and yes I have but I'm sure you have done something equally that I couldn't mm. do and just to like keep up that support between each other that it whatever you're doing is okay as long as you're mm. you know trying to be the best and putting your all into it well that, that pressure to look good as well that you both mentioned I mean it comes down to body positivity that where where are we where's that going to take us in 2018 that feel that feeling do you think? I really hope that that's what people do focus on the feeling rather than what they look like because something I'm personally really passionate about is changing the way people train people so um, the language we use um, and the way that trainers encourage people um, isn't always necessarily to change the way they look but to focus on how they feel and everything else is an amazing byproduct and you'll get there it's really interesting someone said recently and I love this quote focus on what you can gain rather than what you can lose and a lot of what you can gain is really like we said that mental strength yeah that um, that achievement those endorphins um, the friendships you meet, it's a community aspect. Mm. I think there's so much to gain then rather than focusing on a number on a scale or the inches around your waist, they don't matter. Um, as long as you're happy, that's what really matters. And I really want fitness to go to that place. Um, yeah. I'm, I'm bored of diet culture and I want people to, and like we said, with the whole mental health thing really come to the forefront recently. I think that's where fitness can really help people and that's what we should be focusing on more. I think it is moving that way certainly in the circles mm. that I've been in that it's not necessarily about how um, thin or slim but how strong and those kind of gains mm. that you're making and that's slowly becoming more and more important for mm. women especially yeah um, the girls who come to unit are super strong <gasps> they super super are strong hardcore. and Ooh, they're amazing we do our cardio sessions mm. and you can just sweat a load, you know, high intensity, mm. heart rates up. And that kind of feels like, you know, if it is something that you want to do, just, you know, maybe lose a, f a little bit of weight or whatever it is. That's absolutely fine. That's still okay. It's not that we're shaming that or anything. Mm. Then, you know, that's still something you're going to get out of it. But hopefully people will, will want to get on board with the feeling of being strong because that doesn't mean being muscular that just yeah. means being like centered and mentally strong and you know physically so in tune with your body exactly yeah i send one of my clients to unit um she goes really re uh, quite regularly and i she never trained before until i trained her so she was a newbie and she did go to unit and was nervous and was like oh tally i don't know if i can do it and i was like trust me the trainers are great just go there it's a community you'll get involved and I honestly can't keep her away now she absolutely <laughs> loves it um but it's like anything you're never going to get anything anywhere 
um, or make any progress if you're not challenging yourself. Yeah. So the first time you do anything is a bit scary. The first time I go to a new gym, the first time I try a new class, the first time I do anything, it's intimidating, it's scary. That's okay. It's just try it. Give it a go. Um, what's the worst that could happen? Yeah. What is the worst that could happen? And then eventually, and then it doesn't become intimidating. And then I always think, and my little phrase is, act confident, no one will question you. Go in there, pretend you know what you're doing, and you'll get there in the end. <laughs> yeah, and there's always so many other people in the same boat. Yes, exactly. And everyone's putting on this brave face, like yeah. they know what they're doing, they've been here before, but they probably haven't. My worst thing is when I go to a to unit and I know some of the trainers know I'm a trainer, and then I'm scared. <laughs> she, she can do more than that, or she, and I'm like, no. I get that this morning. <laughs> I was like, I should be doing more than this on the airdyne, and Gary's standing I over know. me. <laughs> but it's all positive encouragement I yeah. actually appreciate it because they really push me more than I push mm. myself mm. which is what it's all about mm. well that leads me on quite nicely we have a listener question so uh, anonymous says uh, I'm someone who prides themselves this is a woman by the way so I'm someone who prides themselves on being good at whatever they do and I tend to gravitate towards things I know I'm going to be good at I was very academic at school my interests now revolve around writing filmmaking and discussion I've always shied away from sport because it makes me feel inadequate that I can't do very much I'm not as good as the people around me since hearing Hillary Clinton say that one of her biggest regrets is not getting into fitness sooner, I've been trying to go to classes and even joined a running club. But I find myself at the back, struggling to keep up, surrounded by people who seem to make it look not only easy, but fun. I just come away feeling a bit sad and I hate it. What can I do to make the experience more positive? I think you have to um, be comfortable in your range and know that any small step is a step. Mm. Um, I think you have to accept that as there are people ahead in that journey already. And I also think like my friend Harriet, for example, who was hating every minute of her training and swore she wouldn't do another half marathon and also said, because I was training at the same time and I'd say, oh, I've been out for this amount of running. She would just like be in despair that that was coming up for her. And yet I spoke to her last week and she's going to do it again. And it's, I think... A, it is um, time and patience and not rushing yourself and not putting pressure on yourself to get to that point, thinking that person there looks so happy and that, that's so easy for them. I'm not in that place, so mm. it's not for me. And actually thinking, what if I stick with it and push through maybe a little bit of uncomfortableness or struggle? How would that make me feel? What's that going to, what am mm. I going to gain from doing that? And mentally and physically, you're going to gain from that. And yeah, as I said, I just think it's really important to not berate yourself for not being in a position that someone else is in because you are probably doing more than another person out there and they will be looking at you from behind saying, yeah. why aren't I in that position? And I think it is so hard to have that awareness. It really is. Even, you know, I'm sure you're the same at the positions that we're in. We're now within the fitness industry working strong and fit and healthy. But we, I still look at people and think, Damn. Yeah. <laughs> Gosh, that looks easy for them. That they're succeeding a little bit more than me. And yet I'm sure there are a lot of people looking at me and thinking like that. And mm -hmm. I just think that you have to it is a mental strength that comes into play. I was gonna say it's all mindset. Like you said, everyone has a day one. Everyone has their beginning. It's never been easy for anyone. And it's something to look to and think that's aspirational. Maps, you know, I'd like to be like that. But at the same time, stop worrying about what everyone else is doing. It's your it's your journey and think about why you're doing it. But work out what you want. What do you want to train for? What do you want out of this? Start 
like I said, changing your perspective towards it. Enjoy it. Mm. Go in there and think, I'm going to try and have fun today. Or rather than thinking, here's another thing I should be doing because Hillary Clinton says I should be doing it. Um, Just go in there and think, I'm going to give this a try today. And if I fail, that's okay because I'm trying um, and I'll get better. And it's like anything, you know. And like we said earlier, if it's not, if that might not be for you, whatever that activity is or was... Um, so find exactly find what you enjoy swimming yeah or dance classes yeah yeah. or um like run clubs yeah yeah yoga there's there's something for everyone out there you just have to find whatever you're enjoying and um take the pressure off take the pressure off exactly okay very good so i've come i've come up with a little game um which i always i always enjoy um (laughs) this one uh i wanted to show it, it can be easy to get bogged down with everything that's going on in the world sometimes and to think about how tough it can be. So I wanted to show how far we have actually come in terms of equality in the last uh, few decades anyway. So I found some advertising slogans from the 1950s. Okay, <laughs> these are going to be interesting. And I want you to see if you can guess uh, what they were advertising. Uh, okay, this first one is, um, and also adverts seem to be quite long in the 50s, so they're not as like short and snappy as Just Do It, for example. So, number one, what can be more agonising to a sensitive soul than a man's boredom at meals? Yet, lady, there must be a reason. A man's something about a man's meals. Is it like a condiment, like mayonnaise or something? That's actually really close. Ketchup. <laughs> it's uh, Heinz soups. All right, <laughs> that's so good. I had no idea. There are eighteen varieties, and you can serve a different one every day for three weeks. Apparently. <laughs> can you imagine if you lived off a soup every day? <gasps> but a different one every day for eighteen. Wow! Days. Wow! I would. Nineteen fifties. Even I would be really absolutely yeah bored. Yeah. Um, yeah. Okay, so that was a, that was an easy one to start off with potentially. Okay, number two. She found she married two men. In fact, all women do. There's that inner man, you know. Think of all the planning that goes into meals to make him contented. What? I was thinking Mr. Muscle. <laughs> Hang on, say it again. Okay, so she found she married two men. In fact, all women do. That's every single woman marries two men. <laughs> uh, there's that inner man, you know. Think of all the planning that goes into meals to make him contented. Um, oh, was there a man, like, something about... Oh, is there a product that's like Mr. Something's... So I'm trying to think. I, I Like Bisto or, gravy, I don't know. Or is it trying to appeal to like the man's softer side? Or? <laughs> Can you imagine if this is how you're marketed to today? I mean, it's I don't awful. It. Okay, I don't so it's actually a Budweiser advert and it's suggesting if you serve him Budweiser, that will complement your meals better. Right. Oh, okay. So the meal enough isn't, yeah. the meal isn't enough on its own. You have to give him a beer. <laughs> no, okay. This one could go, go any direction. The slogan is... That's what wives are for. <gasps> it's a wow. cleaning product. Yeah, it's got to be... Um, or, um, you're not far off, actually. Or like... A, laundry. Yeah, or... services, like laundry services or... It's actually cooking. That's what wives are for. And it's advertising a Kenwood chef machine that will do the chopping and the can opening, but in not the cooking. Kenwood chefs are amazing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Even in 2000. Okay, we've got two more. Uh, one, uh, n- number one. Uh, blow in her face and she'll follow you anywhere. I thought that was a bit risque. <laughs> um, that's advertising something. Face and she'll follow you everywhere. Um, is it for is breath it freshener? No. What did you say, Tally? No. It's actually for scented cigarettes, including a cherry and a wild blueberry flavour. Oh my goodness. Cigarettes not on my radar. <laughs> going the other way. And lastly, uh, for bridal showers, a gift to please the groom. For bridal showers, a gift to please the groom. Oh, is it um, underwear? 
No, this or is the fifties. Remember, so yeah. it's not that risque. Um, something blue or like I don't know. So something you get at a bridal shower that's going to please the groom. Yeah. Or um, hair products. No. Perfume. I don't think you're going to get it. No. It's um, it's a Taylor Dial Roast Meat Thermometer, which will. How would we have got that? <laughs> which will tell even the newest homemaker when any roast is done the way he likes it. Wow, wow. so at your bridal shower, when yeah. you're getting married, you get a meat thermometer. So you can please your husband wow. with a cooked Romance meal. My goodness. So I think that so shows okay, how far we have come, even though we do have a long way to go. Yeah. <laughs> that stuff wouldn't be allowed on TV or radio at all. I mean, you'd hope. You really would hope, wouldn't <laughs> yeah. you? It's actually petrifying. But that was recent, relatively recent. Yeah. It was like 40, 50 years yeah. ago. Um, so I like to end each episode with a sweaty high five in the way that we do in the studio. Yeah. So giving it to something that we like kind of metaphorically. Um, I will go first uh, to give you time to think about something that you like. Uh, I would like to give a sweaty high five to the recipes of Diana Henry, who is my favourite recipe writer. And she has one book called A Bird in the Hand, which is entirely full of chicken recipes. And I love every single recipe. and I've been cooking a lot from it at the moment. And it's revitalised my food. Ooh. Gosh. Um, okay, I'm going to give a sweaty high five to a friend, a really good friend of mine, uh, Rhiannon Lambert, because she is um, a sane voice in a crazy industry, and I really appreciate her friendship and her knowledge. Is that she's a nutritionist? Yes. Yeah. She's a nutritionist, and she's. I learn something from her every day, and we had a nice catch up this afternoon. But she's also just a really good friend. And uh, I feel grateful that my job meant I got to meet her. I am going to give my sweaty high five. Oh, I know. I'm, I'm going to give it to my mum. Ah, <laughs> cute. My parents are in um, Spain at the moment, lucky things. And my mum is scared of heights. And they did this walk, this famous walk in Spain. It's a path along the edge of a mountain. Mm-hmm. And my stepdad really wanted to do it. And they did it today. And Aww. I just know she's not the most comfortable up there. So. She's conquered a fear yeah. for him. High five over to oh, Spain. Lovely. And very in keeping with the theme of the episode too. Yeah, yes. an empowered woman. Very good. Um, where can people find you on the internet? Um, I am at Robson 29 on Instagram. I'm also on Twitter at Georgia Robson. And you can find me on the unit website as well. Uh, yeah, I'm at Tally Rye on Instagram and Twitter and YouTube and at The Girl Gains. Um, Gains with a G A I N S. Do you know how many people spell it with a Z? No. <laughs> the Girl, Gains. The girl Gains. The Girl oh, Gains yes. on Twitter and Instagram. Awesome. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much for listening. Email your thoughts or questions to podcast at unit.com. That's podcast at un1t.com. Tune in next week when I'll be joined by Kat Meffin to talk about how to find your fitness fam. Find out more at unit.com, that's un1t.com.